Welcome to this experiential journey of healing and possibility. The principles explored in this podcast guide a contemporary seeker to embody his or her soul's mission. It is a process of living in synergy with the perfect order of all things. A process of allowing the natural soul's rhythm to come into fruition in all areas of our lives. I am your host, Lukami, a Soul Synergy Facilitator, a Catalyst for Change and Transformation, a Certified Hypnotist Intuitive Guide. Please subscribe to the show and leave your review. Follow me on social media, lu.kemi or Soul Synergy Experience. I hope you enjoy this show. Happy New Year, everyone. I want to thank you for being here and being part of this community that is growing and expanding. It has been such a cold winter here in Ithaca with some sunny days and other gray days. For me, it is a great time to, you know, go inward to deepen my spiritual practice and nourish myself, understanding what brings me joy and being gentle with myself. I'm having a different connection with the winter. I, I would resist in the past, but now I'm much more aligned with the seasons and the lessons that they bring to us. I'm so excited to share this conversation with you today because herbal medicine has been a way for me to heal and nourish myself. And in this conversation, Dr. Don Eller talks about some herbs that boost our mood, especially during the winter time, and some of the holistic approaches that we as women can embrace when dealing with issues related to hormonal imbalances, our uterus, ovaries, and thyroid. Before we dive into this incredible conversation with Dr. Don Eller, I would like to share a success story from a client that is enrolled in the coaching program, Embody Your Life's Purpose. In this program, we clear five energetic imprints that block us from truly living our truth and embracing our purpose. Energetic imprints are like conditionings of the mind or mental blocks that lead us to behave or think in certain ways that don't support our joy or inner peace. When we clear an energetic imprint from our subconscious, we remove emotional, mental, and energetic resistance towards what is right for us. We are more likely to download information from our soul's wisdom rather than the ego self. So a client of mine that is enrolled in the program was feeling a little stuck in her path as a writer. She was starting to doubt herself. When she did the victim clearing sessions, she mentioned that she was able to recall an old memory of her feeling powerless when she was younger. She was able to connect with that part of herself that can take action and that doesn't trust herself, and then fully let it go of it. After that session, she unblocked a book deal, she published her book, and got so much clarity about her path as a writer. So she will be here in the podcast talking about her experience. When you enroll in this program, you will discover which imprint is influencing your life the most, how this imprint is affecting you, and which tools you can use to let it go of it in order to embrace your most authentic self and live the highest expression of your life. For the month of January, I have a promo code for you to start the year in alignment with your soul's purpose. I am offering a 35% discount to those who use the code 
Purpose 22. You will get access to more than 15 audio sessions and a workbook with hundreds of journal prompts and daily exercises. In addition, this offer includes two private sessions with me. So please visit lukami.com programs. And now let's listen to our inspiring conversation with Dr. Don Eller. I am so honored today to have a special guest and she is my personal doctor, my holistic doctor and a personal friend as well. Dr. Don Eller is a naturopathic physician and certified nutrition specialist. She combines the latest scientific information on natural therapies with the wisdom of traditional medicine to provide individualized wellness plans for people. Dr. Don Eller has over 20 years of clinical experience and compassionately guides adults and children on their path to wellness. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so amazing. Thank you for being here with us. Don, I would like to first uh, tell us a little bit about your cultural background and upbringing. Yeah, absolutely. See, well, I grew up in uh, Westchester County, so just north of New York City. My family is from New York City. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's kind of interesting, sort of a immigrant family very East Coast, kind of um, not a lot of spirituality. Mm -hmm. I grew up in Christian religion, but, um, and, I, and I definitely had this like connection, but we were very grounded and practical and this kind of thing. And so um, that uh, kind of made me search for something more. And I feel like that was a big influence on my like bringing in like, spirit into my work because it really wasn't it was um it was a limited thing as a child and then also my mother was a nurse and so I had a oh. conventional medical kind of um was very much in my life uh, as a child and growing up and things like that and science a lot of scientific kinds of things I studied science as a child because it was um you know something my family respected and honored so I think sort of in my background, those were the big influences that I hold that uh, underlie sort of my search um, and uh, interest in medicine. Mm, and how did you how did you end up, you know, choosing the, the career that you are right now? Yeah. Well, it is kind of interesting because I was like a scientist very much. You know, I did my undergraduate degree in biology and um, did some graduate work also in immunology and microbiology. And I always kind of had a passion for scientific inquiry. And I had like some emotional and personal kinds of uh, stressors that made me not want to like leave school. So I was, I couldn't, I didn't want to continue with what I was doing in school. And I started to work actually in industry. So I worked for a biotechnology company developing vaccines. And um, they were basically like oral formulations of protein drugs. So things that usually would have to be injected. We were trying to find ways to make them oral. Mm -hmm. And so I worked in the lab um, for a couple of years doing that. And during that time, I, I met someone who introduced me to some just bigger metaphysical kinds of concepts. And I started to look for alt, like just other types of healing um, modalities, really in nutrition 
and uh, mostly in like biochemistry kind of related things because that's you know where my knowledge was. Mm-hmm. And as I started to seek that, I, I realized that there was so much more than the scientific perspective. Um, so I eventually, I started to work with these nutritional supplements and my mother was like, you should go to school, you know, very traditionally, you should go to school for this. And so I started to look for schools and um, naturopathic medical schools were sort of like this bridge for me because there was a very scientific background in it, but then also brings in all this alternative and traditional and other ways like a different kind of philosophy for looking at health and healing and medicine um, that really drew me at that time and really was a a huge bridge for me into um, the understanding that I have now, like very foundational for like crossing from the conventional scientific model into like a broader way of looking at health and healing. Mm, That's so beautiful. It's so interesting that you were able to combine both sides of yourself and how how the the, the pandemic has affected your work. People looking for me has increased (laughs) So people have uh, really started to look at their, take their own health a little more seriously, which is is normal during this time, but also trying to find ways where they can have some kind of control and power because this pandemic has sort of left people feeling powerless or seeing their vulnerability much more clearly. Like, you know, not just from a, a health perspective, but really broadly across people's lives. So, um, and so I think people seeking more has led more people to find, uh, to find me and to find this medicine that really like allows them to be a part of the process and gives them like, uh, you know, access to even just a person to talk to about it. Right. So a lot of what I'm doing is just counseling and talking to people about, you know, ideas and ways and things that will fit them. And so the pandemic has sort of put that kind of stressor that has, you know, inspired people to seek things that I offer. For me personally, as far as my practice, the pandemic has sort of um, emphasized and highlighted the usefulness, the broad usefulness of this naturopathic approach, which is very much more about the individual and how illness comes out in a person's differently for each person. And a lot of the tools that we have um, are, it doesn't matter what causes the illness. And so it's helpful broadly. Um, And it has also sort of emphasized this part of my life that, you know, around infectious disease, my learning and um, information that I've gained over this time about vaccines and infectious disease, how uh, these microorganisms really interact with us as humans. Um, it's just been sort of amplified by what has happened uh, with the with the pandemic. And also it's helped me feel more like it's like more validation for these methods and philosophies, really, ways of thinking about what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Could you share with us a little bit about this process of uh, taking responsibility and how this can, how can we, you know, relate this to this moment that we are living with the pandemic and, and all this, you know, health crisis that we are in. Yes, yes, absolutely. So this is, um, a pivotal moment, I think, in the development of our culture. So culturally, we are sort of trained and conditioned to look outside of ourselves 
for information about our bodies, about our health, about everything, really. Mm -hmm. Like we're not really like taught. It's almost like being a toddler or a young child, right? We look to our parents and that's really culturally where we're at. Um, But this has emphasized uh, a growth. Um, It's inspired a growth for us, I think, because what we realize is that when we look around outside, it's very confusing. There's not consistent information. There's really no solid knowing that we can find. And so we must look inside, right? Like we have no other choice. And, and, and at this point, it is like, be afraid. This is our, or look into the confusion and try to make order of it, which many people are doing. Like they're trying to find their own order in externally in the confusion or really look inside and start to find ways of knowing that we can validate ourselves. And and that is, that's our empower. That's our power. Um, I think that this is a a important developmental stage in our culture. And part of what we're doing is realizing that like science, the scientific way of looking at things is a piece and we can use that, but we have to take it in as a piece in a bigger whole that is for that is for us personally, individually. And so that is part of the, that process. Did I answer that whole question? Mm -hmm. Mm. That's, that's interesting. What you said about validating ourselves in practical ways, how can we take responsibility? How can we do this on a daily basis? Yeah, this is a really good question because it is a practice and a skill to like under, just to understand ourselves. We certainly don't get any kind of real good training in anatomy and physiology, in like uh, navigating our emotional landscape, um, in understanding our thoughts and who we are, right? Who we are is something separate or Mm -hmm. as integrated with these things. Um, And so that's really the first step. Like we can't really know anything about what's good for us until we know our own landscape. And so Mm. I think there are many, many, many ways to start to explore our own landscapes. Um, And that's, that's like our journey, find the thing. There's so many things, so many ways we can do that, you know, through meditation practices, or even just starting with massage and being in touch with our bodies physically, Um, you know, like if we like, you know, everyone has something that inspires them and motivates them better. And so just Mm. exploring different ways, how do I know myself better, like physically, emotionally, mentally, wherever we want to start, where our strengths are is is a good way. What am I good at? Am I good at writing? Then let's look at practices that incorporate that. Or, you know, I like to think and problem solve on a mental level. Let's look at practices that incorporate that. And so really getting to know ourselves in a deeper way and it just like can start with a little thing like a little awareness and then we say oh I notice that you know this about myself and then we can find matching therapies that are actually starting to heal so we start to heal at each level it's not like we have to have a deep understanding we can Mm. start to heal at each level um and so Sometimes it starts purely physical, like people will come to me with a physical problem and I can say, okay, let's start with physical things because you're comfortable with taking supplements or you're comfortable with changing your diet. It just Mm -hmm. really depends on the person. And then I say, let's start there. And then things start to open more and more and we can move, we move with with our own knowing. So I think 
just bringing in some kind of daily practice that helps us know ourselves better in a way that we can and want to do. We're inspired because if it's a, if it's a work, like our lives are complex. If it's too much work, we will, we will get stuck and then we beat ourselves up. <laughs> that's yeah. That's a really great point. And, and this willingness to do small changes that we will affect right. our health. Yes. It's so important. What about the herbal supplements that um, you have been, you know, taking lately to support your immune system, your health? Yep. yep. The amazing thing about plants and the reason that I love the plants so much and like uh, working with them with people is they actually act on many levels. So we have like some biochemistry there, right? Like the chemistry of the plant will change the chemistry of our body in ways that reduce symptoms or ease um, like obvious issues and problems. And then um, also we'll work on the emotional level in that sense. So balancing like whatever it is, like if uh, there's low energy or lack of motivation or things like that, the, the plants can act on that level. And then there's this energetic level, which is in training. So things that we don't have, the plants show us, they kind of give us a template that as we take them internally, Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our field, our being starts to notice and, um, and train to and follow. And so for me, like, it depends like for this season or for, uh, you know, checking in with myself, what feels like it needs help with, like, you know, this time of the year when the sun is low mm-hmm. and it's like, Oh, I feel the weight of the cold or that kind yeah. of thing. Like I'm always going to pick a plant that has like sunshine that it, in it, um, right? Like, so like, for example, for the solstice, I made a formula that, um, you know, the first remedy is St. John's wort. St. John's wort is the summer solstice plant, right? So it's yay. balancing the winter solstice energy. It is like sunshine in a time when it's so dark and we need a little sunshine. <laughs> and then if you think from a chemical point of view, right? Like we know there are compounds in St. John's wort that help with serotonin, right? And this is low during mm-hmm. this season, lower yeah. during this season. I love it that you mentioned St. John's because I remember when I was like really young that uh, when I would have like some no emotional problem, emotional issues, my mom would always recommend Uh. to take it. And uh, I, I didn't know that, yeah, you have this herbal supplement for the winter especially mm. yeah especially now during this time that we are living people might be feeling not only you know the the, the lack of sun but but the loneliness and yeah. and and loss and what else do you recommend in terms of herbs and even practices for for this you know anxiety depression mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so also just to add something about St. John's where is it has antiviral oh I didn't know really (laughs) so yes so I say oh my goodness right like so this plant is like doing things on many levels for us it Mm. has an affinity for the nervous system so we often think about it a virus in the nervous system but it doesn't matter I say oh I've got some antiviral energy I'm taking here too, like helping my immune system balance that. So yeah, so there's many plants when we think about immunity at different levels that like, just depends on the person too. Like what is an alignment in other ways antivirally? So Mm. for example, astragalus kind of across the board, I will use for immune support and prevention. It is almost a food, so you can't overdo it. You can take tons of it and I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so 
that forms a basis for me. I also really like to take things so Mm -hmm. I can leave it and I will take it. Some people forget and it might not be the best thing. Mm -hmm. So again, like just checking in, like, what am I going to actually do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, we're acculturated to take things in through our mouths. So that's sort of a conditioning that I can work with, with a lot of people, Um, whether it be pills or, or tinctures or things like that. Um, Other practices, really important is movement and being in nature. So we tend to underestimate like the simple things that we all know we forget. So often I'm like, okay, sleep, movement, be in nature. I can't express how important they are. Water, so important. And we just kind of put it aside because it seems too simple. But all these little things add up. It's not... It doesn't have to be hard, but many of these practices together bring us health. Like, so those are definitely on that base, like foundational of important, like eating simply, just simply. You don't have to get complicated about diet. Just eating more simply can be helpful. Um, You know, just giving your digestive system a little bit more ease, particular to your constitution can be helpful. There are ways you can figure that out for yourself for sure. But like typically warming foods in the winter, right? Makes sense. Like mm-hmm. things like that. Unless you're a super hot person all the time, warming foods in the winter, you can use an easy, right? Thing. Mm-hmm. So things like that, you know, even as you start your search, you'll notice what you're, what you're curious about. And those are paths to follow. Just Picking a path to follow and also not trying to follow everything because that's just, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Like you can't follow all systems of medicine and do everything right. People go that way sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, too much. And um, you just have to pick the thing, anything that mm-hmm. all roads will lead because you're following your own heart. Yeah, really. That's wonderful. I love that you mentioned the St. John's and how the herbs work. Oh, lovely. <laughs> there is another thing, like I, I work a lot with women and uh, a lot of them, uh, many women have hormonal problems, right? Problems related to uterus. What's yeah. your approach to hormonal imbalance and mm-hmm. uterus issues. Definitely. So first of all, it's a beautiful thing to be a woman. I know we have like, this becomes a stressor, these cycles, like our monthly cycles become a stressor, but it's actually a blessing in so many ways, because this is an opportunity for us to know, you know, it's another cue, right? Like there is an imbalance. Something needs to be affected. You know, uh, the body needs something. The, the spirit, the being needs something. And so our cycles are something that's very obvious that we can look at and use to know where we're at. Um, not only that, every month um, during menstruation, this is another opportunity for detoxification. So an, it is another sort of blessing. I like to talk about these blessings, right? Because it seems like a curse to so many people. Yeah. Um, this is another opportunity for detoxification. So just remembering that these challenges and things are also like, um, we can turn them into something good. So when we think physiologically about hormone balance, we have to remember that we are a whole being. It is not just like our ovaries and uterus um, that are involved in our reproductive hormones. Our adrenal health is important. Our thyroid health is very important. And often there's an underlying thyroid dysfunction or out of balance that is really affecting reproductive health. 
Um, it's probably affecting many other systems as well. But again, like it's just obvious for women, um, the shifts in reproductive. So, and then of course the nervous system, right? Like will affect um, reproduction, all, reproductive um, function also, also. So for me, I'm like, okay, what's the, what's the deeper, and sometimes it's just rooted, right? In the pelvic area or yeah. energetically like chakra, second chakra or something like that. Like it depends on the history and the family history. So sort of looking at those different places to find the underlying cause is really important because we can modify hormones with herbs or we can uh, nourish the reproductive systems with food and herbs and all those things. But if that, that's just a piece, like if that's the outermost layer of symptoms and we don't kind of balance the thyroid or support the adrenals, especially like during menopause, the adrenals become really important. So um, you were never going to, we're going to just be taking this thing forever. And so even natural remedies, I don't really want people to have to take them forever. I want mm. to work on bringing the system into balance so that you don't need the medicines except for, you know, as things arise acutely. Um, mm -hmm. So, right. So like really on having a good understanding of or even a good guess, right? You don't have to have like, you know, you have a knowing of like, yeah, you know, and then exploring, supporting the deeper levels is really important with that. So you could list like reproductive herbs, but I would say like, oh, I can say all these herbs help with PMS or something like that. But you're going to get a much better effect if you have a broader understanding of what's happening. Like I'll use motherwort, right, a lot for women with menstrual things, but especially if there's a mother issue. So there's a reason this plant's called motherwort, right? Like there's wow. an energetic thing happening either between the mother and the daughter or between as a mother. So I think like, so that would just be one little piece that like broadens the use of the remedy. If there's something going on with the heart too, like if there's anxiety and like the heart is involved, that's another indication for motherwort. So it's just almost like, okay, we need to like have a more holistic understanding of what's happening for each person. And these are things that everyone can really explore on their own. You might need help. You know, there might need to be like guidance you know, from someone who has more experience, but starting them, you know, it's, it's really very safe and you can do a lot on your own. And then if you need more, you know, you just seek, you have to seek out the mm. information of the practitioner that fits for you. So. Yeah, that's wonderful. I, I definitely, I will recommend your work to some of my clients that are facing some, you know, some struggles in, in this area. And I love what you said about uh, aligning with the feminine energy and, and, and looking deeply to this relationship with mother. Mm. Um, <laughs> in your practice during all this 20 years of practice, what, what have you discovered about this healing process between mom, mm -hmm. <laughs> daughter, and, yeah. and problems related to uterus and ovaries. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say at least 50% of the time, and probably all of the time on some level, but at least 50% of the time, this is like a key point, you know, and it will come out sometimes as, um, 
Mm-hmm. Well, there's two ways. There's the mother that's neglectful. There's the mother that's overbearing. These are two extremes, right? And then uh, between there, um, you know, it's all the colors of the rainbow, really. Um, mm-hmm. But so I would say like often like this 50% that I'm talking about is either overbearing mother or neglectful mother. And um, this is also teaching the woman how to be a mother. And so then it will mm-hmm. will will come down into reproduction and childbearing and how they are with their children. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gets kind of continue, continued and it is tied up into this mental emotional complex, right? You get kind of stuck in, right? Like, especially when it's unconscious. So even just bringing it to bear, to consciousness, to saying like, mm-hmm. oh, let's explore this. We can talk about it. And people are like, oh, now, right? It can start to be healed or worked on or forgiven or relieved in some kind of way and so yes absolutely and again culturally if we're looking to our parents right and we're looking to our you know our parents in our family system and not taking responsibility or looking at our own part or the blessings of those challenges so that we can grow we can't really move out of that space and so as we start to realize this about ourselves and about like these relationships, we can use them right as guideposts. But we're in charge, right? Like, so this is a thing of like, oh, now I'm an adult. Now I have an opportunity to use this information where I can, uh, you know, help myself heal, help myself grow, move out of that space of whatever the parental influence is. The father, of course, has an influence on these things too doesn't you know it just comes out in a little bit of a different way typically is there any organ that would be related to the father well i think about um a lot with the father is is usually a a self-esteem so Mm -hmm. confidence thing so i think more like third chakra but also like fifth chakra so thyroid can often be because there is this suppression of the voice because of this deeper lack of confidence or love of self. Um, And so then the suppression happens in the voice. Um, um, So I would say that would be, it's a little bit more indirect, you know, more in the energetic, but then that's how it will come out. That's so interesting. What what you said was just really beautiful. (laughs) What we are conscious of, we can change, right? So once we become aware of the patterns or the energetic imprints that are affecting us then we can move on and change and so for us to kind of close the conversation I'd like to ask you another question what is health for you (laughs) well health is a continuing process (laughs) health is a bringing into balance of all levels of being I would say it's a dynamic equilibrium it's an adaptive ability so it's moving all the time. It's more of a verb than a noun, right? It is a active principle in the sense of we can move within the stressors of the environment with more grace, increasing wow. grace. <laughs> That's so beautiful. <laughs> so how people can find you? Tell a little bit about your practice and how people can find you, how they can book sessions with you or get your medicine? Yes, absolutely. So 
Um, I see people in person in Ithaca, New York, um, and but I do do um, telemedicine or virtual appointments worldwide. Um, my website is wellbeinghealingcenter.com and all my contact information is there. People can email me at drdawneller at gmail.com. And I um, you know, am happy to do something as simple as make an herbal formulation um, to, you know, uh, in a whole intake this visit and start the process of guiding people really on this exploratory journey towards health. So, um, yep, those are the best ways to find me. Um, and I really do love my work and I love working with people one-on-one, um, and connecting the connection is really important part of the healing process. So, Mm, yeah. yeah, and mm. I I love I love your med- your medicine or your approach to health. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. <laughs>